everybody feeling today thank you for tuning in to the make jazz Trill again podcast i'm your host melanie charles and i'm your co-host uni mo <laughs> so we haven't had an episode in a long time have you guys missed us do you think they miss us uni i hope so i know i missed us <laughs> <laughs> It's so interesting. Like, I be traveling and people are like, I listen to the Make Jazz Trilligan podcast. I'm like, really? Thank you. I know. Every time I get a little feedback, I'm like, you listen? Oh, my God. Thank you. Guys, if you're listening, please let us know how you're feeling. Be in our comments. Yes. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you want to see. Let us know what you want to hear. Yes. Who you want us to bring on. Yes. Like all of the things. Yes. We want to know. We want to hear from you. And we love when we hear from you. Absolutely. Make sure you check out our Make Jazz Trill Again official Instagram page. That's going to be the place where you can find out all the info about our next guests and just overall stuff that's happening in our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today's episode, we don't have any special guests because word on the street is y'all just want to hear me and you need chop it up. So today, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to be chopping it up. Yeah. In traditional pod fashion. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. So let's dive in. Topics. We were talking about certain things that we want to talk about. Well, well, do you want to start or can I start? Amy? Either or. I mean, we could. I'm really curious about what you've been up to in general, like what you have coming up, coming down the pipeline. Yes. That I want to know. The world wants to know because <laughs> everybody here is a Melanie Charles fan. <laughs> well, there's been so much happening. It's so interesting. Um, well, you know, I'm closing out the year of my uh, artist's collaboration with the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, yes. And that's been fun. We made the final playoffs. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uni came with me to one of to the game last week and that was so fun. We had like a little field trip. Yeah. Trail trip. Trail trip. <laughs> and even though I actually like to play, Uni actually knows everything about basketball. So the whole time she's like, that's that and that's that. And oh now that's and I'm like, okay, Uni. Oh, they, he needs a three-pointer now. So now you gotta do the math because you have to do a three-pointer if you want to win now. <laughs> oh yeah, basketball IQ. Listen. You know all listen, the stuff. Listen, I this which is new. I'm like, I grew up being a baseball fan, but being as a being a basketball fan, that's actually pretty new for me. Yeah. And I gotta give credit to DJ Uchild. Hey, we love DJ Uchild. Also, who's our sound person Mm -hmm. or sound man who Mm -hmm. takes care of us. So he's always schooling me. He's been schooling me over the past three years, holding my hand along the way. (laughs) So even though I may sound like I've been a basketball fan for a long time, I haven't. The credit goes to him. Well, he's definitely let me know about all the history. You you know, all your stuff. (laughs) And I can't wait for the summer to come for us to actually start playing together. That would be fun. Oh, damn. Um, (laughs) Funny thing. I So a few games before the one you went with me, they had me do the national anthem on flute. And I was like, oh, my God, Jesus Christ. So I started doing research. And the two people that I did my research to, like, get my inspo was Christian McBride. Because <laughs> he did, like, the anthem solo on bass for a couple of games. And then Marvin Gaye. Have you mm. have you seen his version? Yes. Marvin Gaye's version and Whitney's version. Those two. The best. Okay. The best. So everybody knows Whitney's version. Of course. Whitney's version is great. But I was thinking, what's another version that I am not that familiar that's chill? Because I don't want to feel like I have to be like all ah, you know, like and Marvin. Yeah. Marvin Gaye's version was so chill. I was like, this is the vibe. 
it's chill, but then it like touches the soul. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that's why I try to move for it moves you. Um, so yeah, that's that. I'm about to go on tour soon. I don't know when people will be hearing this episode. Probably when you guys hear this one, I will be in the middle of tour. I'm opening up for this band, Go Go Penguin. We're going to Chicago, Montreal, Toronto. Um, and then our last show is in New York at Williamsburg Music Hall on May 13th. So Ooh, I wanna go. Yeah, come you need should be fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I was at I was actually at Williamsburg Music Hall recently to see Mike. Do you know the the rapper Mike? Oh, what you know about Mike? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's dope. Well, Mike is actually hosting his Young World Festival at Summer Stage this year. Oh, I love that. We just made we actually just made our which is big news for me and for Summer Stage. We just made our big announcement for the season. So mm. make sure y'all check out, go to the website, cityparksfoundation.org slash summer stage. And we have our whole entire lineup. We go from June all the way through October. Some of my I'll just give y'all a little taste of like what are some of my favorites that we're that we're doing for this summer. Mm-hmm. All of the, I'll let y'all know all the jazz stuff first. Mm-hmm. So Stanley Clark, Kenny Garrett, and Brandy Younger's June 24th. Ooh. Your boy Shabaka Hutchins nice. is has his group coming in August 2nd. Um, the Comet is coming. Mm. And with Ibei. Mm. And Acemo, my brother, is going to be doing DJ sets. Yes! Mm-hmm. Then we have The Originals, which is D-Nice. Uh, Stretch Armstrong mm. and a couple of others in there. Nice. Um, then we're also doing Everyday People Party. Wow. Park. Mm-hmm. And then Brooklyn is super lit this summer. Nick Hakeem is doing a show. Mm. Then Mike's Young World, which is going to feature No Name. And it's been her first performance in a long time. And she's releasing her new record on top of that. Whoa. And also in Brooklyn, the closeout is Dead Prez. Damn. And 13 and Pharaoh Macha's group 13. And Large Professor is going to be doing DJ sets. Lit. Wow. <laughs> Y'all kind of put your foot in it this year. I mean, every year is always amazing, but damn. Then Eddie Palmieri is going to be in the Bronx and Grandmaster Flash is returning to the Bronx for the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Wow. on a block party. Oh my God. He's the one that started it all. Yeah. And then in Harlem, we're also celebrating hip hop there with native tongues mm-hmm. and special ed put together a whole show. Mm. And Jason Moran is doing his Harlem Hellfighters James Reese Europe project. Oh, I love Jason Moran. And of course, Charlie Parker Jazz Festival. Right. Uh, that is its own thing in itself. Right. And we're featuring Diane Reeves with Oren Evans' big band. <sighs> TK Blue is going to be there. Then The Cookers and India Owens and The Cookouts. Yeah. And all our peoples are in there. Yeah. Akuya Allrich and The Tribe. Damn. And down in Tompkins Square Park is going to be Charles McPherson, Vincent Herring. Hera with Chelsea Barrison and Andromeda and Michael Mayo. Mm. So this this summer is gonna be lit. This That's summer is everything. Summer. Yeah, I mean, y'all really did that. Um, I don't know if if every anyone caught the episode when we announced it, but Uni just joined the Summer Stage team, Summer Stage family, and Uni, you started off very strong. This is really beautiful work. I have goosebumps. <laughs> Jesus, my hairs are standing on my arms. This is beautiful. It's crazy. crazy. I'm I'm so happy and excited. And uh, any any concerts y'all want to go to, please, please, they're all free. They're all free, which is which is also <laughs> incredible. Yeah, summer stage has become such an important part of New York culture. Um, and I'm just so happy to be able to witness the work that you're doing and to go check out the mm. shows. I damn, I think I'm gonna be <laughs> out every every week, every day. <laughs> All you gotta do is text if you can't remember the schedule, just text me. Like, yo, what's happening? Right. 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 <laughs> I'm in town. You already know. I'm especially excited to hear no name. I really, really am looking forward to seeing oh, that. Wow. Yeah, I never seen her live either. Yeah. She's doing all new music too. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, and then still playing too. Um, Ace and I are on 
Father's Day, we're going to be back at Public Records, but we're doing a more um, console. Uh, we're flipping our set, so it's not going to be a party. It's going to be more of the, it's like the jazz side of Sonic Messenger. Okay. So we got a we got piano, bass, drums. Oh. I got my aerophone and my alto. Ace got his trumpet, so it's less DJ aspect, mm. but more improv jazz setting. And then he's also bringing his homie MoMA MoMA Ready. So they're doing their duo, and then J Words is joining us too. I love. She's going to do that. Great, and also her rap duo too. Great, um, called Air. Yeah, I love them. I love that duo. Um. So is this going to be a permanent change of format or is it just like a one-off experiment? What's the vibe? Mm, it's, it's a, they asked us to curate a day. Mm. So we curated the, the, we curated the day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like 3 PM to 9 PM. Mm-hmm. And we've been wanting to try this, this configuration out mm-hmm. and have been dreaming about it. So we saw it as an opportunity to, um, test it out and see how it goes what day is it gonna be it's sunday june 18th okay so we got time to get ready and get cute and mm-hmm. <laughs> okay june 18th i'm there that sounds exciting nice yes and when's your williamsburg date again my williams date williamsburg date is may 13th oh soon soon soon, soon. so i don't know soon, maybe soon. this episode maybe they'll hear this maybe they won't we don't know um oh, ew, yeah. Um, but, um, I, what have you been watching? Cause I saw a really good movie, movie. last week that inspired me so much. Mm, I've been, I, I know what movie you're about to talk about. I haven't seen that yet. I want to hear more about it. Mm. I saw the preview. Mm-hmm. I've just been watching, like, I watched the Mandalorian. I don't know if y'all are Mandalorian fans and Star Wars nerds, but that's me. Mm. Um, so I watched the whole, I'm all caught up on the series. They just finished the season. And then I watched Swarm. Swarm is kind of weird. So hold on. Hold this thought. I need to, you need, continue talking. I need a glass of water. <laughs> yes, get your water. I watched Swarm. Swarm is a little strange and weird. It's very reminiscent on, or it points to, fan obsession and kind of pokes at Beyonce's beehive and just how social media impacts people's behaviors and Twitter and all of those things. It's very dark. There's murder involved. People die. People are are just, the woman is going crazy. She loses her friend. I'm kind of giving spoilers. Right. So sorry. But it's wild. <laughs> well, I enjoyed it though. I love a good thriller and like anything that's spooky, as long as somebody's next to me. I think it's it's Swarm was a movie or is it a series? It was a movie, right? A series. It was like a four part, four, four part series. Yeah, Maybe more than that. I have to check it out again because I started watching it and it was just it's very it's an art film, which I I love art films like. Like that, like that's always been like my niche. Um, I couldn't help Donald but Glover. Hmm? It's kind of very Donald Glover, childish Gambino. You know what I mean? Like I love that, but I I can't I couldn't help but to feel like is this a, is this like a Beyonce relation type of thing? Yes. And so when you go on YouTube, there's a lot of think pieces and people like drawing the correlation between Swarm and like the Bayhive, which I think is just so funny and cute and interesting and. The, the, and Twitter and Twitter, <laughs> Chloe Bailey. That's Chloe Bailey, right? Doing the lead. I think, mm-hmm. I think she a pretty good actress. I'm sorry. I was like, okay, girl, she's good. Shout out to shout out to those sisters. Yeah, seriously, shout out to them. I'm looking forward to Little Mermaid. I'm gonna go see it. Yeah, I'm. I want to see it too. We're going to see. I'm going to go tonight to see a movie, but I think we're going to see um, Sweetwater. No, not Sweetwater. The Foreman Foreman movie about George Foreman. It doesn't look very good. I don't know. Tell me how it is. I will tell you. I don't like biopics. You don't like what? I don't like biopics. Biopics or however you say it. I'm a a nerd because I love a good biopic, man. I love to hear about people's stories. Um, I'm I'm a nerd like that. Like I will watch a documentary anytime. Isn't that weird? I like documentaries. Yes, it's the 
interpretation and the and the you never know what's the truth and what's not the truth, what's embellished because it's it's more theatrical. It's more entertaining. So I'm always like, that's true. And then sometimes it can get really corny. Sometimes, but like, remember the like Jack, like the Michael Jackson Jackson Five biopic. Like, I love that. I love that. You know. So when they do (laughs) it right, they do it right. But when they do it wrong, it could be wrong. But um, what is wrong? Did you see Creed? I did see Creed. I loved it. What do you think about it? I love it too. Yeah. I love the incorporation <laughs> of his daughter and oh, that was so beautiful. I feel like I think they're going to make a, another movie and she might be the lead. I think that's I got to You know. What do you think about what's happening with Jonathan Majors? Oh my god, Jonathan Majors. <sighs> it's sad. It's sad, but I definitely there's been a lot of um, conversations about how it's a setup, and I believe it is because he had so much mm-hmm. power, and his rise to fame um, was so fast. You know that I think you can't mess up when you're in that path of like blowing up and everybody's watching you. It's just not the time to be messing around. I mean, do you believe the girl? I mean, we have to believe women when they say, you know, that they've been abused. Well, there were things that came out. The whole thing was just kind of weird because she she reneged. Right. But I think he was the one that called and it was it was messy. I think she reneged. And now there's reports of coming out from other women. So it's just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. It just the whole thing is really upsetting because I I really, he's a great actor. He's a great actor. I feel bad for him. But I think she reneged because she realized that, wow, I messed up. But it's like, sis, it's too late. You already messed, like, he's already out there now. You know? But he he already lost, like, some contracts. His management team dropped him. It's so messed up. It's messed up. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, everybody, I feel like everyone in Hollywood has their moment of messing up. But I mean, because we're human beings, mm-hmm. you know, and we're all. I, mean, I don't like cancel. I don't really don't like cancel culture. I don't like- And I hope he bounces back just like everybody else does. Yeah, I hope so, so too. Sometimes we see it a lot and certain things are, what what is unforgivable? What's not, you know? I mean, I, I blame social media because back in the day. Celebrities were doing all kinds of crazy things and just nobody knew. But now everyone is a reporter. Everyone is a source. Everyone has a podcast. Everyone has a blog. And you can't live your life. Everyone got a camera. Everybody got a camera. So that's one thing about social media that I don't like is that there's no more mystery and there's no no space for grace because everyone sees everything and everyone got something to say. But um, privacy and privacy and privacy. Um, but the movie that I saw last week was Chevalier. You need, yes. you have to see it. It's the story of this French violinist slash. He's like the best. What's the people who do the sword thing? The what's it called? Oh, conductor. No, <laughs> but the actual sword. <laughs> oh, um, I know it with oh, the actual. Sword. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm. Dead. But that's funny that you say that because they said that the way that he uses the sword is the same way that he played the violin. They did that correlation. So you're on it. You're on it, Uni. You already know. Um, but it, it was, I just correlated classical music. And, you know, yeah, it was. It's, it's like he was a temp- contemporary of Mozart. So they call him the Black Mozart. Um, and so they show you, they show him interacting and basically like dueling with Mozart, which is very interesting to see. Period. Oh, oh wait, is it fencing? Fencing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Exactly. That's <laughs> it. He he's like a master fencer, and um, yeah. I don't want to give any spoiler alerts, but I strongly recommend if you guys haven't seen it to check out Chevalier. It's it's really beautiful to see black people in that time, like right after slavery was not abolished but made was was decri- was criminalized in France mm-hmm. and seeing like that moment in time like cuz I always wondered what was it like for black people right when things started shifting like people the like racist mm-hmm. white people probably you know had a hard time just it's just it, it must have been really a complex time. I, I hear you because that that period is not 
talked about, written about, like uh, dramatized in this type of way. Mm -hmm. So that time, I guess that time period was is not is not really glorified. Yeah, Um, yeah, for lack of a better word. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely I I saw a lot of the previews and it looked very racy. Yes. Definitely some triggers in there for people that might be watching it, which is like always interesting mm-hmm. to, to get people's reactions and just like thoughts on that. The cherry on top. I was like, the music is good. I looked mm. it up and it was Chris Bowers who did the music. Shout out to yes. Chris Bowers. Yes. And he killed mm, it. That's some trill. You know, trill, trill trivia. trivia. <laughs> So we should get Chris Bowers on the show one day. That would be great. Ooh, and we could ask them about this movie. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's That's make lit. a point of that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. What else mm. is going on, Uni? What else is on your mind? Well, a couple of well, not as on more not on the positive side, but you know, the lot of lots been a lot of sad things have been happening in the news mm-hmm. lately. Mm-hmm. You know, we lost Harry Belafonte. Yes, we lost. Ahmad Jamal, two really important figures in the music. And also just Harry Belafonte was an incredible activist. Yeah. You know, we don't see a lot of actors and artists like do the level of activism that he did. He actually like stopped doing things and he was like right there in the movement Mm -hmm. and made a lot of strides and did a lot of things. Aside from being an actor, being a musician, yeah, <clears throat> I actually got a chance to meet him once, and he was so sweet. Oh. He was old, he was on the older side, yeah, um, just like really sweet and loving mm-hmm. and thoughtful person. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get a chance to meet Ahmad Jamal or see him live, but his music just transcends the genre of jazz. Iconic. He, I mean, you wouldn't have any of your fate. You wouldn't. A lot of our favorite hit hip hop songs wouldn't, wouldn't exist, exist without without Ahmad Jamal. Period. Period. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just mm. may they rest in peace. We haven't we haven't had an episode since Wayne Shorter passed, but that was also very sad. Mm. Oh, oh so a lot of like the pillars um, mm-hmm. have left. We're losing our masters, and mm-hmm. it's like. Who are our masters now? How do we like continue to lift them up and and also like pass on our traditions while pushing and evolving and going beyond the boundaries that are that we have? Yeah, which I think is happening. It's happening. It's a good time. I think it's very easy to be like, "What's happening with jazz with music?" It's <laughs> like it's very easy to go there, but like yes. when you zoom out, there are some really exciting things that are happening, and we're breaking barriers now. And like the whole whether your team make jazz chill again or team using the term BAM or whatever it is, I think we all have the same goal and that's to re to like release the sound and the tradition and the ways that was while embracing them and respecting them, but exploring a different frontier. That's, I feel like we're really in the middle of that time and that's really exciting. I feel like it's, yeah, I feel like it's the, like, collaboration is the key with Mm. people that for me at least being open to collaborating with people that are not considered quote-unquote jazz yeah yeah i think to me that's the answer because then you get stuck in doing the same things over again and playing the same things over again and following the same formulas and the to for me the way to challenge that is to collaborate and with people that or don't come from that. Yeah. Don't know that. So you get this fresh lens and perspective yes. Yes. on music. Yeah. As a whole, whether wherever for wherever you're from, whether it's from here, overseas, whether you're from New York or whatever, like mm-hmm. from the Caribbean or whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. It's very exciting. And like live music experiences now that, 
you know, we open things opened up what like two years ago now, but it was like a slow like reopening. This is the first summer where it's no zero restrictions and we back. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I mean, it's almost like a um like what is it called? Like when the like after depression, there's a like historically it's always a like a bell curve. Oh, that goes like after the Great Depression, what was the next era called? It was it wasn't it like um Is it the baby boomers? Was it? I don't know. <laughs> or was it industrial oh, was it the industrial revolution? Oh, okay. Oh, so like a revolution. Yeah, it's like a, I think we were in the middle of a revolution right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. Let's go with that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have other sad news that we wanted to talk about. Yes. Was the young boy who got brutally oh, shot, God. Ralph Yarrow. <sighs> that. It's like, do I do we even really want to talk about that? Because it's just more of the same stuff. And I feel like to me, we talk a lot about like women's rights and um a lot of gender issues and things like that, but black men get overshadowed and overlooked. Yeah. They're the ones that are the, where the target is on their back. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think the silver lining, for the lack of a better word, is that he is so resilient and mm-hmm. is fighting for his life and did not succumb to the shooting. Yes. So that's like the only piece that I'm like, oh. mm-hmm. I'm... He's a musician. He's a clarinetist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I saw a lot of musicians chiming in on this because it really hit home. Um, and it's unfortunate that we need to like, this needs to keep happening for things to finally start changing. But we really have to do something about gun laws in this country. Like it's, it's, it's just. It's constant. It's like one story after another and then another and then another. Like there were three stories of people getting, getting shot, just being on somebody's property with like. By accident. And unfortunately because of the law, the way the laws go for like property stuff, um, I don't think the old man was charged that much. They, they like released him. He paid bail and he was fine to go. Yeah. It really I have broke my heart. He's, he's facing first degree assault and his lawyers are trying to use the stand your ground case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So, that's the law. Stand your ground. Right. Right. And the man got bail within four hours. Boy, the man was out. The man was like, he, was he walked out, Scott, like chilling. Um, so, you know, there's still, a, there's still a case. Yeah. And I think Ben Crump is, is taking on the case. Oh, he, he is a high rate, who's a, who's a big advocate. Yes. And you'll see him on all these, you'll see him take on all these cases. He's a really big lawyer that has a great track record for getting it done. He does. Um, um I think so Ben Crump was also working with another attorney, like a younger guy. I noticed and. In the conversation around this case, so maybe he's starting to bring in some more people into the fold. I have to like read more about it, but I noticed there was yeah. another attorney involved. Um, so I don't know, man. There's no. How do we combat these laws? I mean, it always it's always the same story. It's like, oh, make sure you vote, make sure you get involved with your community to change these laws and. It's just like a never-ending story. How many people have to die to to like? What does it have to be? The, the like I hate to say it, but it's like these politicians will soon be the target if nothing changes. Like, I mean, what, is that what it's going to take to get anything? I'm not inciting violence by any means. No, it's true. I mean, I think that the president needs to be more radical and set a major. 
I don't know what's the word. I'm not a huge political person, but executive, like executive order, you know, and just like go into everyone's home and raid their guns and just take people's guns. And we just become a gunless society. There are countries in the world that are like that. That, that We're the only country with this problem. You know? It is wild. I mean, just the other day I was riding my bike and I was parking it and the cops pulled this guy over and they said something to him and the man handed over a gun to them. He was like, okay, here's my gun. And I'm like, dang, what? like guns are really like a thing like that? Like that? Jay, Jesus Christ. We need to learn how to fight with our fists and our feet. Hmm. Like if you're trying to fight somebody, just fight them with your hands. Like, do we have? Do you need to have a gun? <laughs> to, like, really? I hate it. I hate. It. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, but I'm really excited about the next few guests that we have coming soon. Yes. Yeah. Some of our friends. Yes. Some of people we're fans of. Yeah. We've been really wanting Jay Horde from the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we're going to have a nice sit down with him. Um, Michaela. Yeah, Michaela Lerman, incredible tap dancer and musician. Yeah. She's like. Some might not say she's a musician, but. Oh, she's a legit musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, oh, mm -hmm. I, would, I'm, I can't wait to talk to her about how like tap is like. In a, with a band, it's like the percussion. It's like the drum set. Like it's so okay. integral to the sound. So that's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have my friend Jack Fuller, um, who identifies as dual, male and female, and non-binary. Non but he he uses a term more like like an even like more spiritual terminology for it. Oh. So I'm really excited to hear. I think right now it's such a complicated moment in the trans movement. Um, there's a lot of different arguments. I think a lot of people are feeling like the trans movement kind of is overshadowing the natural born women in terms of like, quote unquote, natural born women in terms yeah, of this like, gender women in terms of like, you know, who's, who's that trans woman that got, that got the, was it gap or old Navy or some ad Nike for the sports bra? Did you, did you I don't know about that? Yes. Yeah. And like, people are really upset about that. And I think, Oh yeah. I heard of one that there was that like Tampax wanted to do a commercial with a trans person mm -hmm. with as a trans woman, but they don't have a vagina. Right. So right. they were just trying to fill the the quota. Well they could have had one made. Maybe they do maybe they could have had a they could have had a um a, a woman that as someone who's assigned a birth woman as a woman but transitioning as a man. Right. That would have been more relevant. Because I'm not going to buy right. your product from a person that doesn't, I'm not going to right. trust the product from someone who doesn't have a vagina. That's right. ridiculous. Right. You could have about it in another way. But yeah. anyways, I digress. Yeah. But no, but it, it's a, it's a touchy conversation. Um, And I'm, so I'm really excited to have Jack on to sort of like demystify and sort of like clarify and like open up the conversation. Um. For yeah, us and, and just, our yeah, for our listeners, mm -hmm. for my own understanding yeah. and learning, and just see to see where like there's grace and yeah. where, there's, where there might not be grace mm -hmm. too, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, to help us all understand how to navigate like what respect and acceptance and yes. openness inclusion and mm -hmm. inclusion mm -hmm. means mm -hmm. that, so that everyone can just can so we can all coexist yeah in, in a real way yeah so I'm excited for that yeah that's gonna be a real that's gonna be a real one so um I'm, I'm excited about that um and yeah um what else what else is so, going on 
Well, I've been watching the NBA playoffs. Right, right. What's going on? What's up? What's the give us the sports hour, Uni? What's give us the sports? I'll give hour. you the little sport the, the trill sports updates. Yeah. <laughs> on what's happening with the playoffs. If you're not if you want to be a basketball fan, you want to check it out, I highly encourage you to go watch the NBA playoffs this year. They're very exciting. We haven't had this excitement in a really long time. Um, we're entering into the second round. Right now, I don't know. I don't know when we're going to release this episode, but mm-hmm. right now, the Heat's and the and the Miami Heat and the Knicks are about to play, which is a long time rivalry mm-hmm. from from like the nineties mm-hmm. where they were in the in the playoffs together, and that was heated. They were like scuffing it out, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> and fighting on the court, right. So it's going to be real. It's actually a really nice and refreshing exciting thing to watch to reprise that rivalry again mm-hmm. so coming into that okay. right now the la and um the lakers and the grizzlies are still going at it they're but they haven't finished yet mm-hmm. so we're waiting to see who's gonna win that round mm-hmm. boston has beaten the 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 hawks the atlanta hawks and now it's gonna be boston versus philly mm-hmm. that's gonna be a really intense game yeah the philly team is playing really good <laughs> Very good. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't. I really don't know who's going to win that game. But whoever wins the Boston Philly game and the Heat in the Knicks game, that's who's going to play each other. Okay. In the Eastern Conference Finals. Beautiful. So Beautiful. That those are both great games to watch. Then mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets, and the Suns. And there's a little drama there. The Suns um, with the Suns because KD. Kevin Durant used to be on the Nets, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he went to. I think he cheated his way into the into the playoffs, in my opinion, because he just went to a team where he thought that they'd win. So we'll see. Did he have the choice? I thought you don't really have the choice. They trade you. They trade you, and that he. I think he kind of had a choice. It depends if he's a free agent or if he has an agent or not. I don't really know. Okay. Okay. To that depth, mm-hmm, but. Mm-hmm. They beat the Clippers, which was, which was a, uh, that was an interesting game. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So now the Nuggets and the Suns are playing, and then the Kings and the Warriors are still going at it. So by the time you listen to this, we'll probably know who has won because there's a game tonight. Um, and the you know Stephen Curry, uh-huh. Stephen Curry's on in the Warriors, uh-huh. and people didn't really think the Kings are going to win. So uh-huh. if they win. Oh, it's kind of a transitional moment in the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We don't. It's anybody's game. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's it's it's, a, it's something to watch. I don't know. I'm a little bit offended by what you said about KD cheating his way, as if he's not a good player. KD is a great player, though. No, he's a great player. I'm saying like he wanted. He left because he was upset. I guess he was upset with with the Nets. He's not happy with it mm-hmm. because didn't think it was likely for them to go to the playoffs. But kudos to the Nets. They ended up making their way there without him. That's true. Yeah. So. I think everyone, everyone's been saying that the Nets plays better without the celebrity players. And, you know, you know, and I always correlate that to jazz, you know, my whole theory of jazz and basketball being hand in hand. Some of the best musical experiences to listen to are just not the most well-known famous musicians. It's the people that are searching that are still hungry. You know, we've all seen like super bands where it's like all the big names and they just are just like jerking off. And it's just like, this isn't musical. This is just like a big jam session. I'm not interested here. Exactly. So Frankenstein teams where like the people don't know each other. They may not like each other, but just because they're good, you put them together. Doesn't mean they're going to make good music. Right. Together. Doesn't mean they're going to play good basketball because it's all about the chemistry. Right. Right. And if all the ego, there's a lot of ego of I'm this player, I have these stats and all of that, then Mm -hmm. you're out of there. Um, so that is very interesting to observe. I love that. Yeah. Yes, bring on the jazz. Though. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of super band, jazz. though, I forgot to mention last week I went to the Blue Note and I checked out Chris Dave, Pino, and Isaiah Sharkey. Whoa, what was that like? I didn't did I I didn't tell you about that, did I? 
No, tell me now. You're telling me now. It was amazing, <laughs> Uni. Like, I've never heard them together. And mm. at least not in a live setting. Because I feel like they're they're the band for a lot of D'Angelo stuff. Like, for a lot of the um, good music that we've drummed. That's like, re- mainly that's the drumhead cor- cor- configuration and all that. Drumhead. Oh, I didn't know that. But them just trio like that was i mean pino's groove and feel and tone is so strong chris dave is so like we all like chris dave is a legend like we already know he's like the drum god yes but you could tell that he's still hungry and his creativity is still going isaiah charco (coughs) sorry i'm so excited i'm cough i'm choking on my saliva I feel like Wendy Williams. I remember Wendy Williams used to always be like choking up on the radio. She would be chewing, she'd be eating candy. She always smacking her lips like that. It's like, oh, come on, Wendy. <laughs> um, get it together. Get it together. Um, but yeah, like they were just doing some like, they. there was a moment where Isaiah was playing like a hymn. He was playing, I think he was playing um, the Lord's Prayer over... Chris Dave and Pino doing like a like groove. So it literally was like a live. Wait, do that again. I was inspired and um Oh, I love it. So that was cool. And then last night actually I saw Sly Fifth Ave open up for Alchemist. Are you familiar with Alchemist? Alpha. I'm familiar with Alchemist, but not Alchemist. Yeah, they're like a. a that? I think they're based in the UK. It's a band, and mm. I believe the band is called Alchemist. And then also the the leader, his name is Alchemist. I think it's kind of like Sade kind of thing. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, um, but they had a dope ass shorty on the bass, upright bass, and a dope shorty on the her drums. Name? I don't know her name. Ah. I didn't look into it. I've never seen these ladies before. I'm trying before to find out who, who out here for the ladies. I got to know. Yeah. You know, trying to program more women. Absolutely. And the women mm-hmm. are there. I mean, you know, my forever, I'm a forever obsessed with Alexis Lombre, the pianist who also sings. Yes. She's part yeah. of um, Hera. Hera. I, I think she's one to watch. I think she. Her voice too. She can sing. Her pen is strong. Her musicianship is strong. She's chill. Say her name one more time for the audience. I don't know if they Alexis Lombre. I think I'm pronouncing it like it's French. Because <laughs> I always I, I tell her that she I think she's Haitian. And she's like, Mel, I'm not Haitian. <laughs> I'm like, girl, yes, you are, girl. You don't even know. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. So That's watch, funny. watch her. The, her last name is spelled L O M B R E. Maybe it's Lombre, but I say Lombre. <laughs> Lombre. Lombre. Yeah, Lombre. Lombre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get her on so she could tell us how you pronounce her. Oh name. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely one that we have to get on here for sure. So we're excited, you know, for the next few weeks to give you guys some cool content. And I'm going to be leaving to go on the road quite a bit. I'm going to Germany. I'm doing the We Out Here Festival in England, um, which I think Casa Overall. Shout out to Casa Overall. I don't know if we have any Casa Overall fans. Yes, he just announced a mega tour. He's about to blow up. He just, I think he just signed with Warp. High Road Touring. Oh, really? Really great agency that always has great artists. Okay. The same same agency that Madison is on. Okay. Okay. And yeah, once you link up with a great agent, you're the sky's the limit. You're in. You're in. Yeah. That's it. And he and he signed with Warp Records, which is like really we have to have Casa on the show as well because to me he is the definition of chill jazz. You know, like he has really found a way to once again, honor the tradition while being true to the fact that he is a young man in America that 
likes hip hop and all these other things. And that deal, him signing to Warp, I think it's like the most beautiful crossover story um, that you can hear when it comes to like jazz sensibility in a more pop space. And it looks like he's doing really well so far with them. So shout out to Casa overall. We support you. We're happy for you. And yeah, we're rooting for you, bro. You know, you, you, you said something interesting that, that maybe we could talk about in another episode, but you just said that like having jazz accessible in a pop space, I feel like that's, that's a topic we should kind of lean into. Mm. To me, being on this, being on the booking side, I feel like that route is a really great way to go as a musician because you're going to get paid a lot more mm-hmm. and you're going to gain more audience and people are just going to lean more into music that and find out about your music that may not have been accessed to that instead of staying in just jazz rooms, being able to go and any of and be in any of those rooms to me is the key. I agree. To expanding and bringing more people in and getting our audiences more aware about jazz for sure. But I also think you know people think oh I could just like do it. It's just like you can't do it. But also it takes homework to do to like find your yes. sound within that. You know. Yeah, in the authentic way. In the authentic way. You know what I'm saying? And that's really the piece that I feel like will allow you to enter into that more pop space is if you're really rooted in your identity in the midst of the jazz sensibility, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, 100%. And I think the next generation is really doing that in a beautiful way. Um, So that's cool. Do you have any Trill trivia, Uni? I don't have any Trill trivia, but I do have... An alternative. Okay, okay. I've been collecting anonymous questions mm. from our audience. Okay. For you. Really? Yes. Okay. I didn't know about this. So these are like anonymous trill questions. Okay. This is exciting. <laughs> There's several. So maybe I should just the this can kind of probably go down in a rabbit hole and have a larger conversation around Mm. so i think i'm just going to choose one question okay and if there's time for more then we can add okay and we can just save these for later okay so the first question that i got was what is the best thing about jazz and what is the worst thing about jazz Mm. from your anonymous fan (laughs) <laughs> this is so funny you're so funny with this <laughs> what is the best thing about jazz what is the worst thing about jazz that's such a beautiful question um i think the worst thing and the best thing is probably the same thing so talk about it. <laughs> kind of like Opposite sides of the same coin kind of thing that like, at least historically, now that that what we're calling this music is shifting, maybe I, I will have a different answer. But historically, it's been a music that is so niche and so almost like very exclusive, right? Like... Historically, it's like, okay, this is for the, like, um, but that's the beauty of it, too, is because there's a specialty in, in that. It's a way of creating that not everyone has the skill to be able to do. So I would say, yeah, the best of it is exclusivity and the worst of it is its exclusivity. True. What? Yeah. Interesting, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's a great answer. <laughs> Thanks. I never thought of that until that question. So I love that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's some good ones. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I should save these in my back pocket. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's very good. Mm-hmm. Whenever we have our one-on-one no guest episodes, we get questions from your anonymous fan. <laughs> 
I'm dead. This is so funny. This anonymous <laughs> fan thing. So cute. I definitely sprung this on you. I know. I had no idea I was going to do this because I always have trill trivia prepared. So I was like, how are we going to do trill trivia? With just time? the two of us. Yeah. But I've been, I've been hoarding these questions since like. What? Since Winter Jazz Fest. Oh my God. <laughs> Shout out to Winter Jazz Fest. That was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun weekend. It was. Yeah. Um, we're going to announce pretty soon, but I guess I could just like for our listeners give you a sneak announcement that I'm guest curating Brick Jazz Fest this year. Um, so there's some really exciting things. I won't say any more because I don't want to get in trouble, but stay tuned for more details on that. And I think on that note, we could we could say goodbye to our listeners um, thank you guys so much for listening. Share this podcast to all your friends. Make sure you check out our Instagram page for all the updates. We got more for you, y'all. Mm-hmm. We got more. Mm-hmm. You know, we be having little seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not we're not not on twice a week, once a week. Right. We 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 got lives because we because we busy. We actually out here in these streets. <laughs> we busy. <laughs> Not to say that podcasters don't have lives. Let me stop. Yeah, right. That's true. That's true. Shout out to all the podcasts. But, <laughs> however, yeah, you know, we got some things planned for you. Mm-hmm. Keep listening. Go back and revisit some old episodes mm-hmm. if you haven't checked them out. We've got some really great content from there, and we got more content coming your way. And share, share us, like, subscribe. Uh, follow our pages and yeah we're gonna see you with a new episode soon yeah so once again whatever you do remember to make jazz true again again.